To support the podcast, please consider buying a copy of this book, Mind of Mercosine. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google. Not, no, that's not true. It's not available uh, for Google eBooks. There's a convoluted reason for that. Kobo um, and a lot of other places. Also, you can get it in paperback. Chapter 11. A Hiss for Kyla. The raven stands atop a tombstone amid a dreary cemetery. Sleep, Kyla sigh. Sleep. A shadow passes over the bird, cast by a young woman. She is slight, strong. Her gown is velvet, thickly lined against the cold. Ermine fur trims the sleeves and lines her hood, a sure sign of great wealth. She carries a small embroidered pouch cinched shut with a golden cord, the tassels of which drape over her pale hand. She opens the pouch and pulls out a wedge of bread. She tears off a small piece and extends her hand toward the raven. With slow steps, she approaches. The bird's head cocks to the side, black eyes watching her. It is not afraid. Sleep, Kyla sigh, sleep. The raven snatches the bread from the young woman's fingers. The woman speaks. I'm waiting. Come to me. She lowers her hood. Black hair, some loose, some worked in intricate braids, falls over her shoulders. Her eyes pierce the soul. The raven flutters, then flies away. Sleep. 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 A pure wash of terror awakened Kyla. She sat up in the soft bed, heart slamming in her chest. Her hair stuck to her sweat-slicked forehead. Nax stood next to her, back arched, fur standing up. What is it? Kyla sent. Surging fear came from the cat. Kyla looked all around, but in the dim of her chamber she spotted no threat. She put her hands on the cat and received a hiss and a swat in return. No claws, fortunately. Nax, what is it? Her voice broke through the cat's fear. Nax calmed enough to stop hissing. The wave of terror receded from Kyla's body, allowing her to relax somewhat. She discovered her hands had been tensed into claws. It's Ollie, Nax sent. Something is very wrong. Kyla was out of the bed and out of her nightgown in seconds. Her garments had been laid out to dry when she'd gone to bed. They were still a bit damp, but she pulled them on anyway, ignoring the chill against her skin. Lady Quinn Pauline had sent in a pair of boots for Kyla to try on, but she'd gone straight to bed before bothering. She ignored them now and left the room. Nax trotted after her. They went out the rear door, then along a short gravel drive to the street of the Diadem. The gates were open, the guard asleep in his shack. It was dark, but the sky to the east was hazy with the first hints of dawn. Enough light crept over the city that Kyla could make out the bell tower above the baths of Ori. Kyla sprinted toward it, feet sloshing through the icy slush covering the street. When she arrived at the public baths, she found the sensual on duty gathering her items and preparing to go off to bed. The replacement sensual was taking a seat. When Kyla barged in, cat in tow, both turned and gaped. Where's my brother? Kyla said, breathless. Kyla recognized the woman being relieved. Sends Beth. She had been at this post when Kyla had brought Wen. The new sensual was one of the Iopsy ladies, dark-skinned, lovely, but frowning in disapproval. Sen's Beth pointed vaguely across the circular hall of the baths. 
I believe the voluptuary had him taken to the novitiate's ward. Take me there, now. Miss Sai, you do recall I was here when the voluptuary made you to leave, don't you? Wen is in trouble. Something's happening to him right now. Ollie is panicking, Nax sent. Kyla pointed at Nax. She's telling me Wen is in trouble. She's talking to Wen's cat right now. The Iopsy woman made a strange motion with her hand. It looked like a ward against evil. Sens Beth let a worried look come over her brow. She twisted her lips and tapped her pinched fingers together. All at once, she gave in. Follow me. But Sens Beth, said the Iopsy woman. She shouldn't be allowed into the novitiate's ward unless she's committing to her training. Kyla arched an eyebrow at Sens Beth. Lead me or I'll go in through the gardens. The wall of my old room was turned to dust recently. Left a hole as good as a door, remember? The animals can speak to each other, Sens Tot, Sens Beth said to the Iopsy woman. I trust that much. There's no harm in checking, and much harm if she tells the truth and we do nothing. Sens Tot glowered at Kyla but said nothing else. Kyla urged Sens Beth to lead the way. The woman refused to run, but she did walk quickly. She was Kyla's height but at least a ten year older. She wore her hair in a no-nonsense trim, which might have made her look boyish if her tremendous bosom hadn't been such a force to be reckoned with. Impatience ate at Kyla as they wound out of the baths and through a maze of corridors. Nax wasn't responding to her inquiries anymore. All she received from the little gray was tension and worry. The sensual finally increased her pace when screams erupted ahead. The first body they encountered was a novitiate a girl of indeterminate age, because her head was missing. They found it further down the hall. She couldn't have been more than fourteen. Her lips were pulled back in a grimace of terror and pain. Sen's Beth swayed suddenly. Kyla realized the woman was about to faint. She helped the sensual sit and lean against the wall. A boy of ten was standing nearby, staring. Kyla snapped her fingers at him. Throw a sheet over the girl's face and then fetch some water for Sen's Beth. She didn't wait to see if her orders were obeyed before racing down the corridor. Where is Ollie? she sent to Nax. Show me the way. Nax darted ahead and slipped down a stairwell. Kyla realized the cat was taking her to the level where her own room had been. A new worry blossomed in her chest. Rajan was down there. The second body she encountered was intact, but there was no life in it. She recognized the gray beard and the stained robes. Sen's Gulsoy. Kyla didn't want to look. Despite her mistrust of the sensuals, she had liked Gulsoy. He had been so eager to train her, to help her tap the full potential of her powers. Now that would never happen. And she didn't spare him more than a glance, her mind intent on finding her brother. A sickening certainty crept into her mind. She knew who had done this. What had done this? The Domain. No human could have killed that novitiate so viciously. And perhaps Gulsoy's Marcus powers had protected him from decapitation. Maybe his efforts had left him open to some other sort of attack. The Domain's power was greater than Gulsoy's, greater than anyone's. She passed the door to her own room. No one would be sleeping in there with the wall disintegrated. Two novitiates stood at a doorway further down, staring into the room beyond. One, a girl with thick blonde hair, pressed a hand to her mouth. The other was Rajan. 
he leaned away from the door, his arms up as if to ward off an impending attack. Their faces were ghastly, lit by a familiar greenish hue. The roiling fog spilled from the doorway and curled around their shins. Kyla shoved them aside. Stay back, she sent to Nax. She crossed the threshold. The domain stood in the middle of the room, arms crossed. A green glow swirled all around him. His heavy brow conveyed disdain more than anger or hatred. Pinned against the rear wall, feet above the floor, arms splayed, was when. His head lulled, his lips were slack. Kyla couldn't see Ollie, which meant Wen's cat was somewhere under the green fog. Release him, she demanded. The domain turned, seeming to notice Wen for the first time. Instead of speaking into her mind, it opened its mouth and said, You mean the boy? Why would you care about him? She realized she had drawn Kane at some point. She stood in the fighter's crouch Yika had taught her. Let him down. The voluptuary is coming. The domain did not seem concerned, and that worried Kyla, because the voluptuary had borne the weird glowing orb that had chased the domain away when he'd first come for Kyla. The domain walked toward Wen, considered him a moment, then grasped him by the throat. The domain spoke to Kyla over his shoulder. You saw my handiwork in the corridor. You know I can tear his head off and drain him. But he hadn't killed Wen yet. That meant the creature had been waiting for her to come. Whatever he'd done to Wen had been to lure her here. Rajan was at her side now, hands balled into fists. Get away, foul domain! His voice shook, but his face was set in determination. The domain regarded Rajan for a moment, then flicked his finger. Rajan flew backward through the door. The blonde girl screamed, but the sound muted when the door slammed shut of its own accord. The domain smiled. Your brother's life is in your hands, Kyla Sai. You and your beloved one will come with me, hesitate, and I will kill him. Kyla remembered the filla needle the voluptuary had pinned through her shirt. Her fingers found it. She wondered if it would work on a domain. Set him down and I'll go with you. The domain released Wen's neck and the boy took to the air. He floated across the room and flopped into the fog. Kyla raced to his side. She found him lying on a cot. She hefted his head clear of the roiling mist. Wen's breath came in short, shallow gulps. She'd never seen him breathe so poorly. Ollie jumped up next to him, sparing a hiss for Kyla. Ollie says you should go with the domain and never come back. Call in your beloved one, the domain ordered. Kyla didn't have to summon Nax. She felt the small gray pressing against her shin. Kyla gently lay Wen's head down and picked up her cat. Nax didn't tremble or recoil from the domain. The huge creature beckoned Kyla toward him with a long, clawed finger. She obeyed, this time of her own choice. The green swirl intensified and widened to encompass her, Nax, and the domain. Be very still, the domain said. A freezing wind blew from above, chilling her to the marrow, and then her sight filled with green light and the novitiate's chamber vanished.